You're listening to the Mental Ideas Podcast, the only radio show where the lunatics are fully licensed to take over the asylum. I'm Sadie Kay, and so am I. Coming up... Virtual dance maker Eugenia Kim explores how her bipolar disorder has fueled her creativity. Eugenia creates virtual reality dances to express her bipolar disorder. Why dance? Studied dance my whole life, professional level. So it makes more sense for me to make dances about it rather than write about it. So how does a VR dance look? You know, you find yourself inside a cave, which is someone's mind. Um, <laughs> and so you can watch like symptoms being danced out. You can literally walk with the dancer as the dancer is moving. I like that. Yeah. And every single time I struggled with something related to the bipolar disorder, I found myself making a dance. And then I started thinking, oh, I must not be the only one doing this. And I found out since, yes, I'm not the only one doing this. Um, like a shout out to Kevin Turner in the UK. Hiya! Um, but I'm hoping that Asia will also start exploring it more as well. Do you think it's true that people with bipolar disorder are more creative than those without it? Or is that just a dangerous delusion of grandeur? Two things I noticed about myself that are a bit different than, say, someone who works in finance. Thing. Only two. <laughs> Go on. The racing thoughts thing, right? Yeah. So I find that, like, in an hour, I'll have yeah. the same amount of thoughts that maybe somebody else will have in a week. So, like, that's how many more ideas, right, in a single day. So I suspect that might be one reason why I lean towards creative stuff. And then number two, I told somebody once, the reason why I have no interest in drugs, I'm not even really interested in alcohol, is because no. if I just let myself go, things look and have come across very bizarrely. Yeah, without God, we don't need any acid to hallucinate. <laughs> no, so it's like, no. <laughs> go off your medications, you'll have an even more bizarre <laughs> experience. But yeah, like, um... <laughs> I remember yeah. one time I was sick and I hallucinated like all these things coming out of the ceiling and, and I was like, whoa, I never need drugs in my life. <laughs> this is what I'm seeing when I'm sick. I, I, I can save a lot of money and grief. <laughs> but you're right. Bipolar people I look up to, the bipolar friends I have, they tend to be in the creative industries. It's, yeah. it's funny. I don't know that I've met like... A bipolar brain surgeon. <laughs> That'd, be, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Quite a few bipolar people are living a very normal baseline. Yeah. And hence passing for normal people. Normal people? people? Well, you know, they don't look out of the ordinary, right? Shh. Listeners don't suspect that I've got 14 arms and no hands. <laughs> They don't look like the caricature of like someone like screaming up and down a street thinking that the, they like the whole oh like God. I believe I can fly. I believe I can. Not even R. Kelly believes that anymore. I used to believe I can fly. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, like, but I mean, it's just like that's what they talk about. They never talk about Susie Q, who is a bipolar whatever, and yeah, her neighbors have never guessed for twenty three years. Like, they never talk about that person. <laughs> no, uh, I want them to. I want them to talk about that person and the fact that Susie Q might look like she's doing quite fine, but between the hours of eight p.m. and eleven. She's freaking out. You, know? you are Susie Kim because you look so together. When I was in my teens and my twenties, it was much more apparent. And I've noticed that if somebody else is un somewhat unhinged. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> then yes, it will definitely bring out all the old bad coping habits and everything. Oddly enough, overcrowded as Hong Kong is, actually, it also makes it easier to hide sometimes. Yeah, there's nowhere safer to hide than in a crowd. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, you know, like nobody cares if you haven't left your house for like a week. Do you think it's a good thing to to sort of hide in your? <laughs> Do you think um, it's important to get out of your comfort zone and push yourself to be? More social than you feel like. I like patient support groups mm -hmm. because then you're surrounded by people who have similar experiences and you're not constantly re-explaining. Do you have a lot of friends who have bipolar disorder? No, not a lot. Good. Um, but what I have found is that actually sometimes being around what society would call normal, high-functioning people mm -hmm. is actually more frustrating, more depressing, more aggravating. And it's more stressful because you know you're like having to mask yourself. You want to talk a hundred words per second, but for their sake, you're purposely speaking only five per second. You know, that's still a lot of words per second. So when I say hide in the house, like no, it's not good to sit in one's own filth. <laughs> but if all you can barely manage is taking a shower, changing your clothes. And eating food, if that's all you can manage for the day, then I think having that option is great. Do you think there's a lot of pressure these days to see your life as a performance? Yes, I really hate Instagram and Facebook for that, because I notice people like staging pictures, basically set designing your life. Yeah, and then you know people start to feel bad because they're like. Oh, I'm not capable of that. And having mm -hmm. to explain things like, what do you mean by hiding in your house? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People, I think, would be like, why wouldn't you want to go to that party? Why are you hiding in your house on a Saturday night? And it's like, how do you explain? I've had a really hard week. Yeah. I want to just stare at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing that the U.S. does very well mm -hmm. is it drives the fear of trade wars. <laughs> no, well, that too. But um, like, so for example, I remember meeting a repeat patient who told me he's like, "I've tried to commit suicide thirty-six times, and wow. because I've done it so many times, that's a lot of times. They put me in jail now because what? Because committing suicide is technically a crime. I never knew that." If you resist treatment too many times, you become like a criminal. 
on. And so, and it'll, you think that's a good thing? Unfortunately, it's quite effective. <laughs> um, Surely, it's really easy to kill yourself in prison. See, I also don't like that. I don't like the idea of wellness by fear. <laughs> If anything, what really bothers me about mental illnesses in general right now is that things like depression or PTSD have gotten really trendy. Things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder seem to remain like the ones that everyone like backs away from. And... I don't know. I think bipolar disorder has got not in Hong Kong, but in the UK, so many artists and actors are talking about it. It's become a little bit passe. Let's say 2014. In the US, I've had people rant at me that bipolar people destroy other people's lives. But like, oh, my bipolar ex ruined my life. In terms of trendiness, like I feel like narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorders are the trendy things really? to Really? What's so cool about being a narcissist? Cool to hate on it, right? But yeah. it's still, it's like everyone's willing to talk about it. Whereas with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, um, I almost feel like it's better to be caught posing nude than to reveal really? that you have one of these conditions, because at least you can make a career. I think my nude modeling days are probably behind me. You can watch Eugenia's VR dance on the Mental Ideas platform. It's called Lithium Hindsight. And yes, it is better than Avatar. Few blue people. I've been Sadie Kay. And so have I.